Hey there, story lovers. Welcome back to another episode of For the Love of Story podcast. This is going to be my behind-the-scenes special about my original short story titled The Author. So if you haven't checked out parts 1, 2, and 3 yet, there will be some big spoilers for the story. And so please check those out and then come back and check out my behind-the-scenes special for The Author. I hope you enjoy. Welcome back, everybody, to For the Love of Story and this very special behind-the-scenes look at my original short story, The Author. Uh, This story was written in three parts, and it was really cool. I genuinely, like, I have a bias, of course, but I had a lot of fun writing this story, and I really hope you enjoyed listening to it. And, um, yeah, I'll just come right out the gate and say I would love to hear what all of your thoughts were, if you had a favorite part, a favorite character, um, if any of the stories sounded more intriguing to you than the others, because, you know, this was just kind of a cool project um, based around the idea of stories and writing and, more importantly, kind of self-discovery and self-doubt, because those are things that you can go through in your life no matter what it is that you're trying to do. And for me in particular, I am an aspiring author. I'm a, you know, writer who wants to publish his first book. It's probably not going to fool anybody that the author is largely based on myself. Um, But that doesn't mean that other people can't take away things and, you know, feel like they can compare themselves to the author in some way, shape or form. And so, yeah, if you felt like you connected to the stories at all, I would love to know, and um, yeah, please, um, any stories that you're willing to share with me, I would appreciate, and you can get a hold of me through all of my social media, Um, I am at For the Love of Story on Twitter and Instagram, that's at the number for the love of story, or just um, my personal social medias, I'm at TJ Tooley on Twitter, TooleyTJ on Instagram, and everywhere else, I'm just TJ Tooley, but yeah, for this behind-the-scenes special, I just kind of wanted to give you guys kind of a look at where my thought processes were and how I came up with some of the directions I did and kind of dissect each, um, well, episode, each part, each story, um, one at a time to kind of give you a kind of overview of everything. So with that being said, let's get started. So I had the first kind of inspirations for this story um, based on kind of the idea of, you know, the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future in like a Christmas story. Um, I had some random um, writing day (laughs) um, back in June of 2019. This is now November of 2019 when I'm recording this. So several months ago, and I, I wrote down all the story ideas that I had, and Um, One of them was a kind of not completely thought through idea that I wanted to flesh out a little bit more. Um, And the idea read like, um, 
An author with a desk job trying to write his first story or book uh, was paralyzed by all of his ideas, and the idea being that he has to fight off his ideas, kind of Scott Pilgrim style, (laughs) um, ending with the challenger being embraced as a friend. Um, Obviously, I kind of went a slightly different route than like physically battling with his characters, but I kind of wanted to do more of a character study and have the author realize that he himself put his fears and insecurities into these characters and by kind of addressing them and seeing them from a different perspective he was able to kind of realize yeah these are things i have named it and i can overcome it even if it's a process um but i just thought it was kind of cool that was the origins and where the story started out um that same day, I kind of chased it down a little bit and kind of came up with the idea of calling the story the author. Um, I had some story ideas, you know, like maybe the characters would be, you know, a cowboy or an outlaw, like a wizard, a bear, a space soldier, a knight in shining armor, a dinosaur, or a supervillain. Um, I kind of went with some of those, um, but what ended up happening was actually kind of cool. I tied the characters the the knight the um the space explorer space ranger type um and then the superhero i based those off of actual books and stories that i was developing and am still developing at the time of recording this and so that's why i didn't you know for example go with a bear um as cool as that is maybe i'll save that for a future sequel or something but i wanted it to be the author facing off against these characters but not really receive any kind of assistance. I thought it would be really important that the author um, face off against his fears on his own. Um, I really do think that it's important to have a support system around you, some good friends and family, and just um, anybody who's willing to be there for you when you need it. But At the same time, there's also those things that can only really be explored and answered by yourself. And this was kind of one of those, you know, the author's in a pit, he's in a dark spot, but that doesn't mean that he is helpless down there. And then even in your darkest hour, your thoughts can be scary. They can be these things that can just tear you down. But um, I, I I found it very powerful that it was... In fact, his writing, it was his characters, it was his process, his writing process that saved the author in this instance. And um, I did mention it in you know parts one and parts three that the author does have family and friends that have seen his writing that are supportive of what he's doing. But much in the same way that a lot of people in the real world don't always come out and be open about their mental struggles, um, present company included. It's, I thought that that was kind of a more accurate representation of what would happen. And if you can reach out to people, I think you absolutely should, especially if you're hurting, especially if other people can help. But of course, I do know how hard that can be. Um, But definitely check in with your friends and family because it's very important. So for each one of the characters from the stories that met with the author or that manifested in his presence, I wanted them to represent a single fear or kind of insecurity that the author had. Um, You know, for example, we ended up with, you know, the fear of failure, 
the fear of the unknown and imposter syndrome as the ones that I ultimately went with. And that being said, that is where I'm going to start discussing each part in particular because I can talk about a little bit about why I chose which characters for which story. So if you have listened, uh, you will know that the first part was in fact the uh, fear of failure. And for that one, I went with a character, a knight in shining armor known as Sir Edmund. I picked the medieval setting and kind of a knight and the idea of maybe like a castle and that kind of era in time um, because I am currently writing a story that actually involves a castle. And in original drafts of that story, I did have a knight in shining armor character that, you know, for whatever reasons, um, several of them came up, trust me, <laughs> um, I, I have kind of since abandoned that story. And so that kind of mirror parallel between what is happening in the author's life and what's happening in my life. I thought it was cool to kind of revisit that idea of the night and that story for myself, but also kind of look at it from a different perspective with the story in the author. I did something kind of cool. I didn't really have a whole lot of the characters' names and identities fleshed out, um, the people and the places and all that. And so what I did is I came up with the name for Sir Edmund, and every named character and city from actual cities in the state of Oklahoma. So Arcadia is a city, Edmund is a city, you're just right by it. All of the knights that he names are all or cities rather uh, in the state of Oklahoma. And I thought that was a cool way to tie where I'm at in physically, being in that I live in Oklahoma, but also in the state of mind. I, was, I went with the immediate surroundings that I have to kind of find inspiration for names where otherwise I was kind of lacking in the original original thoughts to have those uh, names come up. And that kind of felt very much like the struggle the author would have been going with or going through during his time writing that story. Um, I wanted the knight to embody the fear of failure because it kind of felt like a cool idea to be like, yeah, you are a knight in shiny armor. That is what you're going to do. You're going to be a knight of the kingdom. You're going to protect everybody, including the woman you love. And just the idea that someone who is so capable of those things would be scared so much of the idea of failing in his mission that he doesn't even start, that kind of failure to launch kind of idea, which is something that I have felt about myself many times. But um, the author sees that and the author sees that in himself and then is able to kind of persuade him like you can do this and you can here's why this is all the things you have in place that can help you get to where you want to be all you have to do is just go and do it and not be afraid to even just take the first step and you know compare yourself otherwise to other people or let other people do it for you or instead of you and so that's why I thought that would be kind of a cool idea is the, the scared knight, the person who is running into the face of danger, but is too scared to like actually call himself a knight and actually do the stuff, even though he's gone through the training to do it. Um, so that's why a knight for part one, failure. Uh, for part two, unknown, I went with the space ranger, space explorer character. Uh, I had a lot of fun coming up with the tag ending that I did at the end of part one, where 
all of a sudden the house is in space and there's an astronaut um, who tackled him to the ground. Uh, that was just a lot of fun for me and just kind of speaks to the fast-paced nature of the story and also just the unexpected, unknown nature of what the next part would be. You know, you don't know what's going on with this character. You don't know why they're in space. You don't know why the author passed out. And that was very intentional. The I went with this character of Rip, who his name is one of my favorite things that I did in the author. The character of Rip, if you heard, listen back to all of his names, he is Dr. Luke T. Ripley or Rip. And so those are a bunch of sci-fi things all at once. Doctor, like Doctor Who, Luke, like Star Wars. Um, Captain Kirk in Star Trek is James T. Kirk, so that's where the T comes in. Ripley, of course, being from Alien Aliens. And Rip, I got from Legends of Tomorrow with the character of Rip Hunter. Um, That was just a lot of fun for me to do. I had a lot of fun creating that. And just sci-fi is just a love of mine, and space in particular the idea of writing a space epic or a space opera story is something I actually have had in the past. I was actually writing a space-based story when my medieval story kind of started to fall apart and kind of turned into something that it never was intended to be in the first place, but it's that's a whole side story. And so that's where uh, Rip came from. And, you know, I thought, what better to embody the fear of the unknown um, then the void of space, you know, you don't know what's out there. It's terrifying. It's a black, it's a vacuum, you know, um, for astronauts, a thin sheet of a material is maybe all that's keeping you from exposing yourself to that unknown of space. And so I wanted, I knew from pretty early on that I wanted the character to embody the fear of the unknown, to be the space explorer, the person who is going to be too scared to get off the ship and to go actually go do the things that he signed up to do, the things that he said he wanted to do. Um, and that um, the f- idea of not staying on the ship, the idea of going and doing the thing that you said you wanted to do, that is very much something I have been telling myself for a while, in particular since my this podcast went on hiatus, uh, when I was struggling with the idea that you know, maybe I'm not actually cut out to be a writer. Maybe I'm not going to be an author. Maybe it's not for me. And, you know, I went to some dark times, some dark places during that. And um, I did end up ultimately facing down some of these fears and kind of naming them. And one of those I had was the fear of all of the unknowns, the things that I don't know that I'm going to have to learn, the things that I don't know that I will figure out in like a trial by fire kind of situation. And then even on the flip side, the things that I worried about that were unknowns of what if, but what if it's a good thing? What if my life changes? What if I get to go do all these, you know, book tours and like maybe all of my dreams actually happen? What happens then? You know, jumping all of these steps. And so it's it's positive and negative both ways. And that was one thing that I got hung up on and caught up with for a while. And this character of Rip and the way that the author dealt with Rip and his fear of the unknown is something that I kind of went through with myself and my version of the character of Rip when I was writing, um, trying to 
get unstuck and get back into a position where I was actually writing stories again, because for a while I just kind of stopped. But yeah, the I was very, very proud of the line of, you know, I'm I got off my ship. Are you still on yours? And I just I keep reminding myself that it's like I need to, you know, I I went through all the the training, like I've I've written, I have studied, I have, you know, taken courses here and there to kind of master what I'm doing and try and be a better writer. So now all I have to do is write and ignore all of the what ifs, all the unknowns, all the things that I can't know, and just be an author, be the person that I say I want to be and get off my ship and do it. And this podcast and the story of the author is my first steps in doing that and kind of reaching for my new goal um, in, in the face of all of my unknowns. And so I'm very glad that you get to come with me on this journey. And it's been, it's, it's been a good start and I'm excited to do more. Um, part three was always going to be the most interesting one because I knew that I wanted to tackle the idea of imposter syndrome. It's something that I suffer from all the time in several different aspects of my life, whether that be in work or at church or with my personal life. Um, and especially in my writing and my podcasting, I feel very much like I'm someone who's just not doing something that he should be doing. Like, I feel like I don't belong in this world and this echelon of people, especially when it comes to my writing. And so it's when I created this podcast, you know, with the help of and support of my, you know, fellow co-hosts at Everyone and Their Brother podcast, in particular, Robert Bratcher, who helped do all of the art, who you will hear from a little bit later in this episode, you know, he, they, they convinced me that I actually have a gift, that I have this story to tell and these, you know, things inside me that I can share. And that's a, that's, really easy to hear and that's easier said than done to believe it and um unfortunately the imposter syndrome is something i am still very much working through today um and so i wanted to pick a character in a story that i'm developing that would you know kind of embody where i could go with conveying how this feels and so for that i went with a superhero um, and in particular, a superhero that actually has superpowers because, you know, the character of the Blue Tiger is someone who can actually fly and has all these powers of a tiger and laser vision, all, all the things that um, the, the character can physically do. Just those are his powers. He is a superhero, no matter how you slice and dice it. You know, he's conquered his fear of failure. He's dealt with his fear of the unknowns. But when he goes out there, when he puts himself out there, he still feels like he doesn't belong. Compares himself to all of the other superheroes that are doing so many more things and have infinite more resources and have been doing their crafts longer and all of those things that, you know, when you hear them, you're like, well, yeah, don't compare someone at the end of their career or in the, at the height of their career to you at the beginning of yours. But that is very much easier said than done. And so I, I wanted that to be kind of something that the author could view. It's like, yes, you, you have these gifts and talents. Like, there's no denying that. So why aren't you just 
doing it. And so for somebody who has these very tangible, visible gifts and traits to still doubt themselves and view themselves as an imposter in the superhero world is kind of a big way for the author to see like, yeah, I, especially as a writer, as an author, as somebody who has intangible traits would have a harder time, you know, viewing myself as what I say I want to be. And so that's, that became very important because it says shows that no matter what the author does, no matter what the author feels about himself or the other authors that he keeps comparing himself to, if the blue tiger can still compare himself to other superheroes and not think he's a hero, then at least it's understandable. And it's something that kind of puts it into perspective and the author can say, yeah, okay. So it's all very mental and I need to just kind of stop. And I made a very creative choice that I'm kind of proud of. And that is in parts one and two, there was a very visible change in the characters. There was a golden light and they were like seen later in their lives um, in kind of a renewed, rejuvenated form. And that was to kind of represent conquering the fear and moving forward um, into becoming the version of themselves that they're supposed to be. But in part three, I didn't do that. And the reason behind it was that although the blue tiger transformed, it wasn't that he needed to get to a different place because he already was the hero. The author doesn't need to physically transform at that point. He just needs to view himself differently. He needs to kind of basically how the story ends say he's going to do it, not compare himself to other people, and just do it. He has reached the point he wants to be at. He's now just at the beginning of his career. And the imposter syndrome may never fully go away. You know, there's always going to be someone who's doing something a little bit different than you, maybe perceived a little better, maybe they're making more money, maybe they're faster, whatever. So that may not go away, but not letting it affect you and not letting it stand in the way of you achieving your dreams was the bigger point and what the author needed to take away and what I believe he successfully took away at the end of this story. So now I wanted to kind of take some time and talk about the artwork for the author. Uh, I worked with my awesome, very talented friend, Robert Bratcher at creative Bobby on social media um, to do kind of book covers for this story. And I, when I approached him, I knew I wanted to do multiple parts um, and through kind of a conversation with him during um, a creative night where we were just kind of throwing ideas at each other. Uh, we kind of discussed how we might envision and embody the spirit of each character and also convey the story that it is a writer, it is an author. And that was going to be a key element to this uh, podcast revival more or less you know the podcast was on a hiatus and didn't really have a direction moving forward and and then this was going to be how I market the podcast moving forward it's going to be stories and my original writings and just stories for the love of them so when talking to Robert about this you know plan of attack we talked about how there's a lot of um, audiobooks, which is what I'm basing my podcast on, um, that will have, you know, little square art for iTunes or Audible or whatever. And so that's why we chose the one by one square shape 
for the art and then also kind of the the idol the title name and the author name and the emblem in the middle just making it look like a book cover and i have to say it was so inspirational to see the art come into place um i had written uh, part one but i had not finished writing parts two and three when the art was finished and it came to me and um i'm going to let uh, my good friend robert tell you a little bit more about all of that and the writing process or the designing process rather um for the artwork for the author right now so i'm here with my friend robert creative bobby himself the guy who gave me the artwork that went into the author he did the individual art for part one part two and part three and he did the art with all three pens that's being used for this episode you're listening to right now and robert i love the art i think it's great and you know i think that it really added something special and kind of looks like kind of almost like book covers and it just made it feel like a real story to me and that was really inspiring and i really appreciate it but yeah so i was wanting to maybe pick your brain a little bit kind of what what was the thought process while you were designing each logo you know the colors the shapes you know the the design world that you live in what was that process like after we had our meeting and i told you what i was kind of planning with this story well the first thing was the format i wanted it to be like book covers because i wanted this to because it is a book like it is a short story in three parts but it's a book so i wanted each cover to be like a book cover so each book cover has like the title and the author so once i decided what you know the author and then tj tooley and then create a system to where now for those elements, I'm only changing the colors. I'm only changing the background cover and the background color and then the color of the text of the title of the book and the author. But then and then once you told me like basically what kind of characters would show up in each part, mm-hmm. I immediately thought of the pen because, you know, you're an author. So yeah. when you think writing, you think the pen. So then with the pen, I use the pen as the constant in the middle and then i had it to where it was you know each pin is a variation of the of the pin so it's Mm -hmm. like you have a you know sword type pin you have a pin with a space helmet and you have the pin with the cape and the pin with the cape i am particularly proud of because you (laughs) have the little bolts there the buttons at the top so I wanted each, and then the colors had to kind of somewhat in ways reflect the story itself. So for the first part, I just wanted something kind of bright to kind of offset the sword. So mm-hmm. so the sword will pop. Now for the part two, you know, the spaceman with space, yeah. I wanted the dark, that dark background to, so like the helmet could pop and then have like the right. stars there. And then for the with the part with the uh, the superhero, I wanted to have it to where like you know, think of superhero the the first kind of the biggest superhero Superman. So you have that mm-hmm. the red, you have those blues, you have that cape there. So I wanted the red to pop, and also the difference between part the the spaceman and the superhero 
is like truly night and day because you're dealing with space. You're dealing with right. with a, a darker theme there, and then like you get the superheroes like real vibrant, you know, and it pops. Mm-hmm. And then and then putting all three together, you know, so you have like the part one, part two, part three. Each of them has their own pin, and then once you put it all together, you put all three pins together, and then so it's like it's kind of like you have one big story, and then because I know I suggested to you to record it and kind of release it in these parts instead of trying to like do the entire thing in one shot Mm -hmm. so i basically got each pin the way i wanted it and placed it in the part and then for it coming together put all three pins together and then changing the color so once you put it on social media like each one would pop so people could immediately tell that oh this is a different part right without like specifically putting on the text part one part two part three like you have that there so and i'm big on illustration and i'm big on like simple illustration mm-hmm. stuff that's like it, it's straight to the point but it's like vibrant like it's it's yeah. eye-catching it's not too busy so yeah i wanted i kind of treated it like it was you know an actual book that's being told in multiple parts and i wanted you to be able to use that imagery yeah, and imagery is a great way to describe this because um, you and I worked, uh, collaborated on this project um, to get the designs done, and you had finished the art before I was finished writing part three. And something I've been wanting to share on this behind the scenes, um, the look of the blue tiger, the superhero character, actually changed a little bit when I saw your art. Um, originally it was just going to be like, you know, blue and, you know, black and white. Um, but seeing the colors, seeing the cape and the pops of color, um, just really was inspiring. And the actual like comic book suit, the superhero suit itself physically changed because of the art that I saw. So, you know, while my story and the description is what inspired the art, the art itself actually inspired the story back. And I think that that's just really cool and Collaboration at its core. Collaboration. 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 But yeah, I I'm a big fan of how all of them turned out. The the orange with the sword, like you said, it really makes the sword pop. And the little yellow there on uh, the part two at the bottom, um, you know, it it, it 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 pops, but it also doesn't take away from the helmet and the top part, like you were saying. And then part three with just color everywhere and then the uh behind the scenes episode you know it's even more color and it's i i just love it and the stuff that you did has just been really fantastic yeah thank you i appreciate that like, i try to do what i can you know like that's that is one of the purposes i feel i have <laughs> on this earth is to like take Take someone's vision and giving it that visual, like mm. because a lot of people have things that they want to see, but they may not be able to do it themselves, or they may not be able to know quite what they're looking for. But they know it's kind of like you with your stories. Like somebody could pitch you a story, right. but they can't write it like you can write it. And so you have like I have this idea for this, and then by the time they're finished, you already have ideas on like what kind of characters they could be or something right. like that. So it's like with with our all types of art can work together in a very beautiful way so mm-hmm. when collaborations happen 
you know, if you're a videographer, if you're a photographer, if you're a writer, if you're a designer, like all these things can work together in a very, very beautiful and, and very, you know, uh, in a very beautiful way where everybody kind of gets closer to what they want to see. Mm. So it's very interesting that the that the art kind of inspired the story at a point. Like I like that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, the uh, you know, hopefully everyone who's listening to this has at least listened to some of it. But um, yeah, the the superhero suit for the Blue Tiger, um, I guess I was originally going to be black and blue and white. Um, but seeing the logo, because it's got the yellow tip um, for the pen mm-hmm. um, and a red cape. And that was those colors weren't really something I was originally planning on. And then I just was inspired by it. And in the story, uh, it started off as just blue sweatsuits that his mom had, you know, the author's mom drew on with like felt markers, like tiger stripes <laughs> or whatever. But then like the neighbor kids came over and the thing got bigger and they became like a superhero team and... Um, so to become more of a hero, he grabbed like an old red bed sheet and he put on, uh, yellow rain boots and a yellow tea was drawn on his chest because the mom was painting the kitchen at the time. <laughs> and it's just, it's something that, that, like that, that felt so natural and it felt so cool. Um, like, and something that might have happened as a kid, you know, if you ever had experiences playing in the backyard and stuff, it's so much fun. And, you know, that was something that I was really happy I was able to bring in. Because it made the author feel more real. It made the characters more relatable, in my opinion. And it was just a really cool thing that I wasn't expecting. But seeing your art, I was like, oh, man. Boom, I've got it. And, and it that's, great. that's an example of what I was talking about. Like, you just told me superhero. And then I just did that. Mm-hmm. And then you just looked at that. And not only did colors change, but there's reasons behind. There's stories. Yeah. There's, like, story elements that change. It's not like, oh, I'm just going to add this gold, add this yellow. It's like... Well, he got the rain boots here. I'm not just going to mm-hmm. add this red. It's like, well, he got a cape because he wanted to feel more like a superhero. Like, it's like you're you're taking just like I took your your initial inspiration and make it visual. You can you saw the visual and then saw what that could be in a story. Right. But yeah, this so cool and really made the whole project come together. Um, and I very much appreciated all of your help with it, no and problem. I look forward to collaborating with you on more projects in the future because I've got some stories and you've got some art. I got that art, son. Yeah. Um, so everyone, if you want to uh, follow this guy, his social media channels are really just awesome. He does a bunch of really cool art, a bunch of graphics, logos are his kind of speciality. Um, but I also guest star on his YouTube channel sometimes. Thanks. We've done some really cool projects on there, including creating our own uh, soccer league based on like superhero cities. Mm-hmm. Um, we called it Fiction. Yeah, he has a whole project called Fiction City, um, and we just kind of built soccer teams there. Super fun. Go check that out. Uh, where can they find you, sir? Uh, at Creative Bobby on all channels, and that's with the I E and not the Y. <laughs> Excellent. And uh, yeah, so thank you again very much. I appreciate you, sir. No problem. And they will catch you again later. All right. So that's kind of the idea, the gist of the podcast moving forward, as it were. It's going to be a lot of original short stories told by me, written by yours truly, told over multiple parts with some excellent art from Creative Bobby. I'm very excited to share more projects with you all and 
it's going to be something where it'll allow me to take a little bit more time. I'm not going to release this podcast uh, every single week. I'm going to release when I have a story ready, but I'm going to at least put something out every month, whether it be a kind of writing prompt, like an impromptu from uh, earlier in the podcast, or a full multi-part story told over a whole month. And so... With that being said, um, here's kind of a roadmap and kind of my plans for where the podcast is going to head um, as we end November and move into 2020, which is crazy. I uh, cannot believe that we're almost into that year and the, this decade of the tens is over. Super crazy. But um, so I have obviously this episode, which you are listening to now, which is either, you know, on or around Thanksgiving time, if you're in the U.S., and I have been um, kind of writing and planning some other stories. This episode, of course, came out on the 26th of November, um, which means that is towards the end of the year, uh, calendar year, and if you are someone who celebrates uh, the holiday of Christmas, um, I actually wrote a Christmas story last year called Sylvia, the Elf Who Saved Christmas. I'm immensely proud of the story that I wrote, and it was part of a larger Christmas holiday special thing that I did um, last year, but I wanted to uh, give the story the, you know, the attention that I feel it deserves and give it the same treatment I gave the author. So I will be uh, re-releasing the story. I am going to add some new material to the story, um, to make it worthwhile, but also because I have some cool stuff I can add to the story and kind of the character of Sylvia, who was just really fun to write, and the the whole world I built around the elves and the delivery system of presents on the North Pole and how they would deal with the very, very specific problem they face, uh, which is kind of an interstellar problem. And so... I'm going to actually be re-releasing that, and that'll be coming out on December 10th of 2019, and you'll be able to listen to that all throughout the holidays and into the new year. Um, and then next January, I'm going to come out with something like a shorter impromptu uh, short story. It'll be like maybe a one-parter, maybe two, um, that I will come out with on a Truly Tuesday in that month and then um my goal right now is to have the next short story that will be like the author multiple parts um ready to go in february or march so that is the target for that but um always keep out look out for that on my social media i will be posting any updates i have there and um yeah thank you again so very much for listening to the author and for listening to this behind the scenes special uh, i hope you found it kind of cool and insightful and yeah if you have any questions i would love to answer them again please do not hesitate to reach out to me on my social medias uh, i personally am at tj tooley or tooley tj on instagram or tj tooley on facebook or the show's social medias which are at for the love of story with the number four the love of story on twitter and instagram and for the love of story podcast on facebook i would love to get to know you and answer any questions you have uh please share this show with uh anybody that you think would like it um i want to get my story and and my writing in as 
in front of as many people as I possibly can. Um, and, you know, to grow as a writer and also to maybe share a story with somebody who might need to hear it. You never know who. Um, I really, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate everybody who's listened to all, any of the parts of the author. Uh, special thanks to everyone who read the writing and supported me along the way as I got this story ready. And uh, my good friend, Robert Bratcher, thank you again for the art. And I look forward to more collaborations with you in the future. And for to all of my brothers on Everyone and Their Brother podcast for letting me uh, advertise this show, this story and even sharing part one on an episode of for, of everyone their brother podcast i have a lot of fun doing that one too if you haven't checked out that podcast we are at eatb podcast on twitter and instagram and everyone their brother podcast on facebook um it's basically four guys we sit around a dinner table and we uh talk through pop culture and we you know maybe play some games that we created specifically for the for the channel and it's a whole lot of fun so check that out check out my social medias here um and you know keep your eyes out for that next story i appreciate y'all so much and um yeah until next time this has been yours truly Tooley. <laughs>